bless you tonight. Welcome to the house of the Lord. I trust you're expecting to hear wonderful things. Amen. Through a brother Tom. Praise the Lord. Why don't we stand and let's just sing this song through the fire. So many times I've questioned certain circumstances with things I
special welcome to my mom, Sister Tracy. Praise the Lord. Amen. The prophet said God heals through prayer, heals through the word, heals through music, heals through medicine, and heals through doctors. Amen. And mom went through a surgery, and, and uh, I'm not going to give a lot of details, but we'll just say it was a complete success, and she had two of probably the best surgeons in the world down in Los Angeles that came and told her everything went perfect. And uh, they were seeing things they had never seen before. And mom had such a faith going into it and the prayers of the saints really, she said she could feel the prayers of the saints, the prayers from around the world and, and just such a peace going into the operating room. And, uh, and I believe that carried her through. Amen. The doctor even slid his chair back from the desk and he said, you know, there's a study he said, people that are prayed for, he said, their surgeries go better. <laughs> and mom said, I can tell you why. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He'll take us through the fire again. Amen. Amen. We just want to remember a few needs tonight. Sister Kim Frey, she's been sick with a fever for a few days, and we just want to ask the Lord would touch her in a special way and raise her up. And my coworker, uh, her fiance, actually, he has a... Uh, a tumor or an abscess on his spine and uh, the doctors they got to do imaging tomorrow morning he's been in bed for two weeks can't get up and I told her I said well I'll have the church pray and then I said prayer changes things prayer works amen. amen so just pray that that would be a testimony can we just sing tis so sweet to trust in Jesus as we go to prayer if you have a need on your heart just hold it before the Lord as we sing this Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take Him at His word, just to rest upon His promise, just to Jesus, we take life 
given us all of these great promises of your word and we pray father that even this evening lord as we come into the house of god to fellowship one with you and father that your word would speak to our souls and father in that word is the promises that we have for healing and we hear testimony after testimony as we ask according to your word and father you honor your word and father we we have this expectation that when we come and ask, Father, as you said here to your disciples, Lord, if, if you ask, if you if a child was to ask you f- for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? And Father, you don't you don't deal with us any different than we would with our own children. Lord, you want our best, and we accept that, and we know that. And Father, we thank you. So therefore, Father, we come before your throne, even this evening, Father, boldly. Lord Jesus, our sister Kim, oh God, having this fever. Lord, you walked into Peter's wife's in his house and his wife's mother was sick with a fever and you just simply touched her and father we ask lord would you touch sister kim this evening father that fever and the cause of the fever would be gone and lord jesus we also pray lord for this co-worker brother andrews lord that has this abscess tumor whatever the doctors might want to call it on his spine lord jesus nothing happens without a reason and we pray father that this evening that you would move upon that man father that you would bless him with healing to his body but father lord more a thirst to his soul lord that he would want to seek out the god that has touched him lord i pray you would bless him for his soul is the most important and i pray lord you would bless each one of us now lord there's many needs in the body and i pray lord jesus that you would meet each one father according to our level of faith and i pray if we don't have enough faith father grant to us faith oh god i pray And bless each one we ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You can have your seats tonight. We just want to make mention of a couple of things. Actually, just one. Uh, Next Wednesday service will be moved to Friday at 7.30. So there'll be no next Wednesday service. That would move to Friday. Brother Vernon Manahan will be here ministering for us over the weekend. Amen. Are you excited for that? I think it was a few years ago that Brother Vernon came, and I just remember I really enjoyed the services. And he's such a humble man, stand up here and just minister the word in such a touching way. And so we just pray that God would just get him in the right channel to speak to us exactly what we have need of. Amen. Can we, uh, can we sing Believing? Just gonna, Brother Tom can come out anytime, and he has to sing a song before he comes out. So let's just sing this. It's not hard to believe. It's not hard to believe. Standing on the mountain tops of glory. 
When you can hear the songs of angels and the breeze from heaven sends your spirit
Amen. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, as we stand in the presence of the great I Am, we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, we believe a message that has come. We believe, Lord, that the very presence of God is amongst your people. And so tonight on this little Wednesday night, Lord, we're asking that you will just come and speak to us deeply from your word, that our hearts would be moved, that the inner man, Lord God, will be fed, and that the people of the living God, those that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, will feast on this glorious body word of the Son of Man. So we ask, Lord, that you'll take the words that were spoken, and may, Lord, you be glorified through it. Father, feed us from the word and bless your people and those that are on the hookup tonight, Lord. We just pray that the presence of God will be in their room also. We love you with a a great, great love, Lord. And we're asking now that you'll come and open our eyes to see the glory of God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good evening. God bless you. Nice to see you this Wednesday night. This is great. Brother Tim arrived last night at, two, I think on Tuesday, so that's last night. And of course, he's probably very tired. So I told the brothers, the song says, then mercy walked in. <laughs> so I thought, well, it would be nice. We'd like to hear the report, of course, on Sunday. And Brother Tim ministering the word, so that will be special. So we'll give him lots of days to rest up, and I'll get, and we'll just take the Wednesday night service. So... God bless you. Nice to have you all here. Let's turn to our Bibles, please. Uh, the announcement was made, I think, already for Brother Vernon. Okay. And Brother Tim's return. Amen. Also, thank you for uh, your cards, your emails, your little gifts that have meant so much to me. My birthday. I'm not 70 yet, but by, the, by the, your little... Um, gifts that meant so much to me, and your, your greetings, your emails, your texts. I feel like I'm 90. I said, how do I, how do I even answer all these? This is ridiculous. But I have to, and if I didn't, forgive me. I want to thank you very much for everything that you have said and, and gave. It was very heartwarming to me. God bless you. I won't tell you how old I am anyways. Just follow Brother Michael. He'll tell you how old we are. We're the same. So let's turn, please, to Luke 21. Luke 21, I, I, I trust this will be the last part four of Awakening in Prophecy. And for the subject tonight, I'd like to speak on Cage Breaker. Awakening in Prophecy is our part four. The subject tonight is Cage Breaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper. Amen. So Luke 21. Verse 31, please. So likewise ye, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Awakening in prophecy. I want you, as we close this little subject off, I want you to keep, keep that in mind. Lord, awaken me in the prophecy pertaining to us in this day. So now, likewise, as we just read, when you see these things come to pass, 
Know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Does everybody understand what we just read? This generation shall not pass away. So you have to ask yourself, what generation? You really have to get down to it. What is Jesus really telling us? And we need to be awakened to our part in the fulfillment of our prophecy. Remember, as we've taken now over the last couple of weeks, Jesus had over 300 prophecies regarding himself, and they missed it. And just don't, 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 I don't want to lose you already. They missed Messiah with 300 prophecies of him fulfilling those prophecies. So we don't want to miss what God has for us. It's a sobering time. It's a checkup time. It's realization time. There is a rapture time. And I'm a part of that rapture. The Bible goes on to say, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be uh, pass away. I'm sorry. Heavens and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness, cares of this life, so that day come upon you unawares. So we have to stay focused. Is what Jesus is saying. You have to stay focused. For as a snare shall come, shall it come upon them. As a snare. I want you to take special note of that. As a snare or a trap. So what Satan wants to do to you is to trap you. To disillusion you. To take your eyes off of what God wants for you in your day. Now watch. For as a snare shall it come upon them. Remember when something is a snare, that's, it catches them unaware. If the bird knew that there was a snare, he wouldn't step in it, would he? If you knew there was a trap, you wouldn't step in it, would you? So now Jesus is being very clear. For as a snare shall it come upon them that dwell upon the face of the some earth. The whole earth. So this is a universal rapture. Watch ye therefore. That is pay attention therefore. Watch ye therefore. Pray sometimes. No. Pray always. That you may be accounted, as we've been speaking on, worthy. And you are indeed worthy. That you could be accounted worthy to step on the scale. And you have even balance. And what he is, she is. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass. To stand before the Son of Man. Let's pray one more time. Heavenly Father, we've read your word. 
Now would, would you, the author of it, Lord, revelate us, open our eyes, open our ears to hear what the Spirit would say to the church. May there be an urgency within the hearts of your children. May there be an awakening within the hearts of your people. May God, as this world goes on in, in their delusional attitude, may we be awakened to the reality of what you have called us for. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. So Matthew 25 and 13, verse 13. You don't have to turn. I'll turn. I have a number of scriptures here to, to touch on before we preach. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when in the Son of Man cometh. We're getting a picture and painted a picture. For the Son of Man, in Mark 13 and 34, for the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. To watch. And I think it was at the first service, we took that word watch, means to be alert. Just to be alert. Watch. Be alert. Another version says be vigilant. Be vigilant. We know the Lord's coming. Be vigilant. Because anything, the longer we go in Laodicea, Satan's job is to cause a delusion. A disruption. To shake you up. To move you off your stand. That is what Satan would love to do to you. But God sent a message to ground a people. And they will not indeed be shaken. For all that can be shaken, as we heard not too many Wednesdays ago, shall be shaken. So that which cannot be shaken shall remain. He was unshakable. She's unshakable. This is not a casual gospel that you and I believe. This is not Methodism, Lutheranism, Mennonite brethrenism. This is rapture message. This isn't laid back moss backed religion. People can make it that. But God help us to keep the fire under your seats. Because if you want to be a lady of sin, you just go right ahead. As far as me and my house, I don't want to be lukewarm. And I don't even want to be cold. I want to be on fire. It's, it's, it's astonishing to me it's astonishing, and maybe some can't be here because of work or whatever. I take the Wednesday night. That's great. I'm happy to. It's astonishing to me that we have a Wednesday night congregation and a Sunday morning congregation. Whoa. You're heavy already, Tom. It might be because of work. I don't know. 
But the way the word has been ministered by these precious brethren and the way the Holy Spirit has been moving, I am surprised that the front seats are empty. And I heard a hearty amen. <laughs> Let me be up in the balcony so I can be in the balcony. I'm not balcony. I'm not, we used to preach it. I used to preach, I shouldn't say. Not everybody did. Uh, balcony dwellers, or what did I call it? I don't know. The farther where you can be away, the less involved you have to be. I don't know. But I don't believe that that should become such a common thing to us that we just come to church to come to church. To watch is to be alert. To be alert is to be vigilant. To be vigilant is to be watchful. To be watchful, but for, to avoid danger. God has given us the most blessed message that man has been given is the unveiling of Jesus Christ. Be alert. We have a tremendous message, we believe. I would admonish each and every one, youngest to the oldest, make that your daily diet. Be in a constant state of readiness. Be alert. Watch especially because when this happens, saints, I don't want to be one of those that would say, I thought the rapture was to take place. And I believe Brother Dioka alluded to that. I thought Elias was to come, and he's come already. And surely Elias shall come. A tremendous scripture for the believers. But we have examples and windows and shadows within the scripture that if disciples that were walking with the master could miss John the Baptist as being the voice crying in the wilderness as Elijah, and be around the word himself, God help us to be vigilant, watchful. See, I believe Brother Branham. The devil believes Brother Branham. In fact, Brother Branham says it even this way. He says the devil believes Jesus. And he trembles. So just believing that Brother Branham is a prophet isn't giving you the ticket to go. The ticket to go is having the Jesus of the prophet living in you. Living it, loving it, speaking it, talking it. This is not a casual believing. This is an urgent believing, a watchful believing. Constant state. Of readiness. I feel for every couple that gets married today. I feel for them. Why? 
because I know they're worried that the wedding won't take place if the rapture happens. It's that real. It's as real to me tonight as it was before I married Sister Joanne and never thought I would get married. It is as real as I never thought I'd ever have children, but now I've had children having children or young men having children. So there's a progression that goes on and there's a devil to fight and God's going to give you a word that you can fight Satan back. This is not a defeated church. This is a victorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 18. Awakening in prophecy. Cage breaker. He is indeed a miracle worker. Promise keeper. You say, well, Brother Tom, you changed the words of the song. I do that often. And Brother Andrew goes, oh, no, not another change. But I'd like you to read with me, please. Revelation chapter 18, verse 1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven. Here comes the cage breaker. Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins and that you receive not that you receive not of her what? Plagues. Come out of this cage. I would like to take a look at that word cage. Bars, something that holds or imprisons. So that which has been caught cannot get freedom. Pretty simple. Has anybody here had a canary? One. I did. What did we call it? Bridget? Oh, brother. <laughs> How did Sam you name that bird Bridget? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, when the doors open, the first thing that bird wants to do is stay in the cage. Excuse me? What does the bird want to do once its door is open? He wants to fly and have freedom. Well, God just opened your cage. 
and he is the door of freedom. And you can soar in the heavenlies and you can glorify God where the rest of the world is bound and caged within. Turn to Psalms 91, verse 3. Psalms 91, verse 3. Let's read it together. If you say you got, if you're there, say amen. All right. Psalms 91, verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare and from the noisome pestilence or from deadly consequences of sin. So now David is writing in the Psalms, surely he will deliver who? The. Who? The predestinated. Who? The sons and daughters of God. Loosed from the cage of Satan. Some people actually act that they're still caged. When there should be such a freedom and a liberty and a rejoicing because once you were snared but God set you free. Surely he'll deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. The trap That snare means the trap of the fowler from the noisome pestilence or the deadly consequence of sin that trapped you. Now think about your deliverance tonight. Think about where you were, Brother Alex. Think about where you were, Brother Neighbor. What kind of a person were you before the blood cleansed you? Before he loosed you from the fowler Think about what kind of a person you were. Then Jesus came and set you free. For some, it's a long ways back. For me, it's as real tonight as it was 40-something years ago. A fowler is a bait layer. So not only do they set the trap, they set the bait. And I don't know about you, but you're getting set up. You're all getting set up. And you better start realizing tonight, or I shouldn't say you better, you should, I want you to, or desire you to, realize that Satan is out to snare you. Brother Bram said a very interesting thought in Feast of the Trumpets, He's got everyone else, but he doesn't have you. He can't have you. A fowler, a bait layer, a trap setter, a hunter, a catcher. Satan is out to destroy you. He doesn't try and get you just to keep you. He wants to eat you. Eats you up in sin. Brother Bram said in one place, he feeds on the flesh of his own children. So we're talking about a real warfare going on. 
But it's up to you to be determined and to be watchful for the fowler because he's setting a trap and he knows exactly your bait to get you. Andrew's bait might be different than Brother Murphy or Michael's. Brother Robinson's bait might be different than my bait. But Satan knows every one of you. And he's a trap layer. He knows what to put on your snare. But take Psalms 91 and 3 to heart. Surely he'll deliver me from the trap or the snare of the fowler. Brother Branham gives us an example here. Bow your head, please. Let the audience bow too. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, Jesus' name, this poor woman, seeing down the road there's a trap set by, to her by Satan. Can you now, you have a prophet looking at his sister, seeing her trap, it's already laid by Satan. Isn't that incredible? What is that telling us? There's a trap laying for all of us. But it doesn't mean we get trapped. That's what you need to understand. Just because the devil sets a trap doesn't mean you step in the trap, but God gave you prophet eyes so you don't need to step in it and get caught by it, but you can step aside it and say, Satan, you can't have me. Parents have children. Daddy's responsibility as a high priest of the home to make sure That you take the word of God so your children do not fall into the snare of the fowler. Now listen to what he says again. Bow your head, let the audience bow to, oh God, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, sorry. This poor woman, I'm seeing down the road, there's a trap set to her by Satan. And if something doesn't happen, what is fixing to happen in a few months. Now he's seeing a few months down the road. Think about it. He's already seeing it. That's why you need to be in prayer. You need to rise up in the spirit. That's why, saints of God, you need them. God that sees in another dimension preparing you for the test that lays ahead. There's a trap set for her by Satan. I pray for mercy. God, take this evil away. Can you say that? Can you say it? I'm saying it. Lord, if there's a trap set for me, take the evil away. I don't want to fall in the trap. Lighten this burden now so she can have faith. Satan, I cast you away from her in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is gone. Amen. That's what I want to hear. Lord, give me your word. So I can bind Satan so the snare isn't set for me. My. In the rapture message, 
in the rapture message. Brother Bram said, scientific, science, as we get farther along. And I'm, I'm setting a spiritual trap on you. And this one, I want you to get caught. Everything that you have had and given at your fingertips has come from the tree of good and evil in Laodicea. You have been given phones. Do not believe one moment God was behind those phones. Paul didn't need one. Martin didn't need one. Kalama didn't need one. Come on. Luther didn't need one. But now in our age, we got the telephone. But more than telephone, it's a perversion. Satan uses it for perversion. And if you parents aren't waking up soon enough, you better wake up now. Because children, unless they're converted, will use it to their degradation. It's a trap. You say, but Brother Tom, I only use it for good. Good. Use it for good. But don't get trapped in the evil. Pray that God gives you discernment to keep you away because it comes from the tree of good and evil. Be sure Satan's there. To attract your children to devices. I talked to a fellow the other day. He said a two-year-old was sitting at a, a restaurant playing with mommy's phone. All that was to do, all Satan's got is to allure them to a device. And then when they don't get the device, it's wah, wah, wah. And how do you shut them up? You give them the phone. You're trapped. But we want to loose the trap tonight. We want to take God at his word. The protection is your word. And you know, I know you all look at me like a cross-eyed, I'm a three-headed monster or something. Say, well, Brother Tom, I still have my Snapchat. You do? That's craziness. And you can have all these tools. And you say, well, I use it for good. You just watch. If it's Satan's tool, you will need the Holy Ghost to keep it from going bad. More science, more scientific, the further we get into death things. Mm -hmm. The further we go in science. This is a scientific age. I have heard more about AI than I care to hear for for the rest of my life. We have all the rocket scientists. We have the most learned of learned people. I listened to a conference with Elon Musk and how he started AI and he's sorry that he started it and gave 50 million to set it off. Then the one that, uh, main fellow that was a designer, I have his name here, um, uh, Sam Atlin or something, and he, he, he scared himself. He said there should be regulations put into place worldwide. And you say, oh, 
we heard you say this. We heard you say that. Yeah, hear it again. Hear it again. If the world's worried about it, you know what they're worried about? It falls in the wrong hands. Nefarious people get a hold of something that should be good, but it comes from the tree of good and evil. And they're saying it's the end of mankind. And you do, my, oh, oh, hum, oh, hum, oh, hum. That's why the urgency. That's why, saints of God, I desire with all of my heart that you be more watchful than you've ever been in your whole entire life. Let them run their gamut. All we need to know is look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Are you in that number? Getting ready to leave. The more science, the more scientific, the further we go into death things, Brother Bram said, rapture message. Traps to kill. That's your prophet. Traps to kill and everything. In that new civilization, there will be no death, no sickness, no sorrow, no pain. There won't be none in there, so this civilization will have to be destroyed because it's of the devil. Does everybody get that? So it's destruction. They're even calling that it's going to be destroyed. And Satan is mocking them because they're the ones that devised it because they got into God's laboratory. Don't slacken up now. Whatever you do, don't slacken up now. Be more fervent than you've ever been. Read your books more than you've ever read. Listen to whatever platform you need to listen to the tapes. The latest latest news, raising the flag, they say, in the ethical guidelines. This AI is more serious than mankind thinks. It's the risk of extinction and should become now a global priority. Well, let them have at it. Brother Bram said, Man destroys himself. So if man is destroying himself, let the bride become more like Christ. Destruction to life. It's a technology that's going wrong already. Isn't this just a wonderful Wednesday night service? Huh? Boy, I didn't even think about it today that mankind is is devising a way to... It's not man, it's Satan. He's out for destruction. But God's out to give you a future home. Don't worry. Don't be perplexed. Rejoice. (laughs) Well, Brother Tom, what if the bombs fall? Let them fall. I think it was Henry Waldner, Sister Elizabeth, years ago, 
was it or someone Sam or Henry was in, the, in when they were having all this bomb talk and everything else years ago, and he said, "Let the bombs fall in the lunchroom." And they go, "What? What are you saying?" He said, "Let them fall." They said, "Well, why let them fall?" He said, "Because before they fall, <laughs> I'm gone." That was real and is still real now. So in this new technology they got, they say it's a technology that goes wrong and it's going really wrong. That was by Sam Alton. If you want to look him up and find out who he is. AI poses a human extinction risk with nuclear war. Sam Alton and other tech leaders are warning. Stephen Hawking said it, what, 10 years ago? He said, when AI becomes a real thing, he said, mankind only has 100 years. Are you in that number getting ready to leave? And the seventh angel, Revelation eleven fifteen, and the seventh angel sounded, and there was great voice in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Awaken in prophecy. I was also going to call it saints, is this the time? Instead of sirs, is this the time? Saints, is this the time? Are you ready? This is the part I love about our trap. It got sprung. Rapture message. But in the sight of God, the bride is justified. She never done it in the first place. Why? Amen. They're married to the virtuous son of God. Never sinned in the first place. She's foreordained she was trapped into this but the son of man has come to loose you and to set you free to glorify the king of glory you have been loosed she stands virtuous she was trapped but when she heard the truth she came forth And God loosed you from the fowler. He cleansed you and you stand there virtuous. No sin in her. No sin at all. Oh, my. (laughs) Once like a bird in prison I dwelt. No freedom from my sorrow I felt. Then Jesus came and whispered to me, glory to God. He set Tom free. You say, well, it's just a song. You've sung it many times, Brother Tom. It's more real. In the message called Three Witnesses, he says, now over in Revelation, it says, rejoice ye heavens and you holy prophets, for the kingdom of the world has come, the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And as long as they're controlled by Satan, they got satanic thoughts 
and powers. They'll fight until Jesus comes. And there'll be a stone hewed out of the mountain. Someday, without hands, this is 1951, he knew there was going to come a revelation of Christ to shatter every kingdom, snare, and trap for his elected seed. And any one of us individually can go back to a major trap you've been trapped in. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, you'd still be trapped. That stone will break these world kingdoms into pieces And they'll become the kingdoms out there. Hallelujah. I'm glad tonight I'm a candidate of that kingdom. Can we really realize the cage you've come out of? Do we realize... How trapped we were, Brother Jeff. Just think about it. Just think about it. And you're still here. (laughs) This is the marvelous thing about God. He will not lose one. It doesn't matter what you go through. He's going to loose you from the fowler. Period. But do we really realize the power that it took to loose you? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. Think about it. Satan has blinded their minds. But God has opened your eyes at the time of their blinding. That's why he said, blind Laodicea, blind. But the church of God has been given the eyes of God to see. And by seeing, it looses you. Why, they say in Revelation 3.17, because thou sayest I'm rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. What an evil age this is. An evil age of cages. This age is an age of cage. They're blinded and don't know that they need something or someone to open their door, their cage. There has been a spirit on the age that has blinded a nation or nations worldwide. But by the grace of God, He has given you eye salve. Come by of me. Gold tried in the fire. And eye salve so that you can see. 
you should be rejoicing tonight that you are no longer caged and bound by sin. There should be a rejoicing in the camp. The kings of the earth have committed fornications with her. In the realms of politics and economy. Now I'm going so for a purpose because we can go fast and I don't want you to miss it. But they have drunken from her cup. Now listen to me, saints of God, and, 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 and if, if you wish to, you don't need to. Politics is of the devil. Do you get that? Brother Bram said there will be three spirits that come together. Religion, politics, and demonic powers. A three-fold cord. Since when do we get involved with the Trumpism? Who cares? I'd like to hear the Americans say amen here. I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care if it's Trump. I don't condole Lisa Rice or whatever her name is. Who cares? The faster it goes, the faster we go. It's all weird. It's all weird. They say they stormed the Capitol. They didn't storm the Capitol. Who cares? That's politics. It's of the devil. Brother Bram said every kingdom of the earth is of the devil. And we get our feelings hurt. Because we might speak against Americanism, Canadianism. I want to speak about God's kingdomism. I got loosed out of the cage of political science. I hated it when I went through it, and I hate it more now. And that's for those that went to university to go through your political science nonsense. It is nonsense. Thank you. It's crazy stuff. Depends what professor you get. And what flavor then you get, and what slant you get about politics. And everybody's looking up which professor. In fact, we, did we have computers then? I don't think so, did we, Kim? We didn't have a professor, our computers. But we checked which was the best professor, which was the easiest professor, and which one did I didn't have to go to class to get a top mark. And those are the numbskulls. That are teaching our children. No, I'm not talking about our teachers, of course. I'm talking about the guys I went to university with. I, went, I talked to Nathaniel Laws after he got his music degree to teach music. He says, I wouldn't let anyone in that educational faculty teach one of our children. And if that's coming from Nathaniel, that's bad. There's a realm of politics. There's a realm of economy, and it's all run by the devil. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, as I'm quoting the prophet. The kings of the earth, those rulers, the leaders of nations, all nations, the kings of the earth, rulers of nations, the merchants of the earth, the economy are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven, the voice of God, speaking to the believer, come out of her. Yeah. 
and be not partaker of her sins. Another angel came down and said, come out. Come out of that cage. I'm breaking the power and the influence of it. So not only the power is broken, but the influence of it. Hmm. I must be hitting on all 12 cylinders because it's the quietest group I've seen for a long time. It is the habitation. A habitation is the environment that they live in. It's an influence. And they don't want us to upset the habitant. How many, of course, remember the cage that you were unable to get out of? And Brother Branham heard a sister cry, Brother Branham, deliver us. This is the house of hell. I don't know if you've looked around lately, but hell has spread its borders. And without God loosing you from the house of hell, you'd still be bound. Brother Branham, deliver us. This is the house of hell. You've been misunderstood. You misunderstood the people too. These are fine people. I look over there, a great big cellar, great big walls. Down beneath, a great big cage with great iron bars, eight or ten inches thick. The people were out of their minds. And I can say, amen. I was out of my mind. People were out of their minds, twisting arms, legs, beating their heads like that. And she was crying, deliver the people, Brother Branham. Help us. We're in trouble. We're trapped in a cage. I looked around and I said, those poor people in there, you couldn't get to them. Them iron bars were sitting close together. And I looked, they were beating their heads like they were out of their minds. But then I saw some lights flickering around in there. And I looked up and there stood the Lord Jesus and said to his prophet, deliver the people. And I heard another voice. It wasn't the voice of the world or my denomination. It was the voice of God that delivered us from the snare of the fowler. Deliver those people. And he went away. And I thought, well, how could I deliver them? I haven't got enough strength in my arms to break those bars. So I said what he said. House of hell, give way. And that's what a few of you parents need to do. Say, house of hell, give way. Let my children go. Do I hear an amen? amen? Not mine, that I'll say, voice it. Let my people go. 
Pharaoh, never mind. Do you know what I said? Pharaoh, let my people go. It had to come from his lips. It couldn't be just his mind. It had to be his words. You need to start speaking the word. Let them go. Let them go. Set them free. I want victory. Speak it. I want liberty. Speak it. I'm loose. Speak it. People say, oh, I got so much joy, I just came, just bubbling all over the place. Really? Talk about a golf game and people light up. Talk about volleyball. Doesn't matter. Soccer, like hell. Manchester United. See? I got his hand raised there. Should have raised it about a sentence ago. But we got our favorite things that we get excited about. But my favorite thing, come on, your favorite thing should be the opening of the word. You should be rejoicing. I have been loosed. Hallelujah. Brother neighbor, I got one daughter sitting here. I got a granddaughter sitting here. I claim my family. Hallelujah. Do something unusual. Be spontaneous. You wouldn't scare me. No, you wouldn't scare me at all. In fact, I'd probably join you. Loose them. Deliver those people. And I want to join my voice to the prophet's voice. House of hell. I want you to join me. House of hell, give way in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, people. Come on, awaken to your prophecy. Satan, I bind you. Get behind me. Amen. It's more than thinking about it. It's living it. Glory be to Jesus. Deliver those people. He said, I can't do it myself. Murphy couldn't do it himself. Brother Michael can't do it himself. I can't do it by myself. But in the name that is above every name, that lovely name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The manifestation of the word of the hour is the name of Jesus Christ. Did you get that? They said, in the name of Jesus. But what Jesus? What Jesus are they claiming? But in the manifestation of the word of the hour is the name of God, which is Jesus Christ, revealed to you in this hour, loosed you from your snare. Cigarette snare. Boo snare. Don't snare. Lust snare. Yeah. 
Oh, I've never worried about that. Well, praise the Lord. Pray for somebody that has. Oaks of hell, give way. Then here, Brother Branham carries that to future home and tells us how that God came down and loosened the grip of Satan. <laughs> he lo- God loosed the finger grip, a death grip that had you trapped but he loosed you. Loosed you. I, I, I don't know why you aren't on your feet rejoicing. That I've been delivered. I've been delivered, Brother Tom. From things nobody even knows. But Jesus came into my room and delivered me from all my sin. Glory, glory, glory. You were trapped, you were baited, but Jesus set you free. Hallelujah. Yep. God gave us his word. The thinking man's filter gave us the divinely revealed mystery truths. Gave us the opening of the seven seals. Reveal those seven thunders under those seals. Those divine mystery truths under those seals being loosed. Loosed you. So all the seven says seven seals. Once it's open, the whole book became a new book. That's why every message after this seal says it comes alive. My, I told the brothers I was going to be short tonight. So I'm going to try and hold them to my promise. No, I didn't promise. I just said it. But Satan, in Satan's Eden, if you haven't listened to it lately, listen to Satan's Eden, God of this evil age, anointed ones at the end time is all on that same Level. Satan in Satan's Eden is out to destabilize, demoralize, and desensitize. Do you need to hear that again? This is what Satan is trying to do to you, Michelle. This is exactly what the devil tries to do. He tries to destabilize you, get away from fellowship. Don't be with the brothers. Don't come to church. Destabilizing you. Then he demoralizes you. He allows certain things to happen to cross your pathway. And you say, I was a strong Christian. I shouldn't have fallen into that trap. That's what Satan tries to do. He's the fowler. But Jesus came to get you out of that. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Mother, stay in the word. Young lady, stay in the word. Young man, stay in the word. So in Satan's Eden, listen, say, well, I, I, I'm going to ride on daddy's coattails. Doesn't work. 
My husband's coattail doesn't work. My wife's coattails. No, she doesn't wear a coat. Maybe she does. You got to have your own relationship with Jesus Christ. Because what he's trying to do to you is destabilize you. Oh, how does he do that, Brother Tom? How many here wants a better paying job? One honest person. Two, three, four, five. Beware of the fowler. Yeah, because with every increase of pay comes more responsibility. And that, Satan's in his economy, is to take you away from church. Stay with me. But I want my husband to make more money. Of course you do, but you won't see him more. But we need to pay these kind of bills, do you? Ah, really getting quiet again, I... Notice how that went. Sure. Remember, everybody enjoys a wage increase, but watch it. It might be a snare. He might be laying some bait, saying, hey, honey, we could get a better car. We can get a new this. We can get a new fridge. We can get a new this. Hey, you will. Don't worry. He'll give you the desire of your heart. Just make sure your heart's right with God. You'll get it sooner or later. I remember preaching years ago at the log church, and I preached on that. He'll give you the desire of your heart. You better watch what you desire. You'll get it, because that's Bible. You might not want it once you get it. So what does Satan try to do in Satan's Eden? He wants to destabilize you. Mm -hmm. Keep the mothers out of the kitchen. Destabilize a home. I, my dad wasn't a Christian. My dad was not a Christian. I believe up to his going, passing on, God dealt with his heart. But in all my life, my dad wouldn't let my mom work until I was in grade 11. She was forbidden to go to work. And my mom, she thought somebody in her family was going to be a pianist. I should have talked to her way before she got that thought. So she went to my dad and she said, Roy, I need to go to work. She says, ah, you are not going to work. You're staying home. When my children get up, they get breakfast. When they come to school, they get a lunch. And when they come home, you're there. And that, that wasn't even, <laughs> boy, I, I, I better preach over here. These guys aren't married over here. So he said, Evelyn, you will not work. She said, I'll tell you what I'll do. Our children are being deprived, and they need a piano. Okay. She said, I'll work from midnight till 6 in the morning and be home by 7, have their breakfast ready. He says, well, if you can keep that up and do that. And she worked, and those days it was $1.50 an hour, and the piano was $800. That's... When the pedal hit the metal, my dad wouldn't allow my mom. Boy. <laughs> I might as well bow our heads and close in prayer. <laughs> you say, man, where did, where did Roy Ray get that? I don't know. That's the way it used to be. I don't even know why I got there. But that's called destabilizing a home. Destabilizing you at the job 
destabilizing you in the home. Then demoralizing. That's a really easy one. Because I wouldn't know how many of you have an iPad or an iPhone. And I would guesstimate probably 90% do. And I don't know about you. I just, I, 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 I always, when I put on the, new, uh, the, the news just before oh, about 3.30 this afternoon, I thought, I'll just see if the world's still here. But to see even, even if the world's still here, there's nonsense on the page. So I can't imagine if a person doesn't have the Holy Ghost what they're looking at. I just can't imagine. But he's out to destabilize and demoralize. And then what that does, it desensitizes. Because once you get demoralized, you're desensitized. You feel every bridge has been burnt. There's no way back. And the Lord won't have me. Satan is a liar. And that's why he sends a message, maybe quite like this on a Wednesday night, to let you know that he is here to loose you from the snare. You can be as free as you want to be. I would say to you tonight that have been in the snare, the Son of Man has come to loose you, to let you rise up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's blinded the minds of his own children. But he cannot blind the minds of the redeemed. Isn't that great, Phil? Isn't that great to know that we cannot be blinded? As Brother Murphy said, we're at the headstone. If we're at the headstone, we've got the intelligence. And if we've got the intelligence, we've got the thought of God. He's blinded their minds from the glorious light of the gospel. But this message came in God of this evil age. Brother Bram said, the message points out the evils in the evil age. He points out the snare. So that you won't get caught by the fowler. He wants to destroy you. He's a destroyer. But I am come to give you life. And life more. Amen. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come to give you life. And what? More abundantly. More abundantly. The God of this evil age is now falling into our prophecy. It's been prophesied, Hudson, that this would be Satan's Eden. He'd be the God of this evil age. But he fails to understand under our prophecy, he's been put under our feet. So now he's got his time, but we've got our time. And this is your time. Stomp him. Beat him. Throw him. Live under expectation for the transforming power of God.
Live under it. Talk about it. Speak about it. Musicians, please come. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. But he's also a cage breaker. Have you been loose from your cage? Andrew's going to help me with this song. I know it's a new word for you, but you might as well rejoice in it because the fowler has now been fouled. He's been caught in his own trap. By trying to trap you, you trap him. You take God at his word tonight. If Satan has started beating you up in your mind, cast down your imagination. And every thought that exalts itself above the thought of God. We're in the mind age. We're in the headstone time. It's time for you to realize who you are in this prophecy. Saints, is this the time? Where's Andrew? Help. Let's stand. We worship you. We need the words. There. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you.
that's what we're singing but we just preached on cage breaker so let's just change now Waymaker to cage breaker miracle worker did he break your cage did he loose you from the fowler then you can rejoice in the closing of this song cage breaker miracle worker let's sing it saints the snares we're being laid we've been warned about it but keep that glorious son of man himself beside you and in you to guide you around those snares incredible insanity of the age crazy stuff but you know it if you look at the changing of dispensations even in Daniel and that's why I just want to end off in this so we don't have I shouldn't say for a while before getting back to the book of Daniel it's the whole book of Revelation but there's Belshazzar having a feast at the time of the enemy ensnaring him And when the finger or the hand of God came down for judgment, he said, Thou have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. The insanity of parting while judgment is going on. And Brother Branham, he makes, I, I believe in handwriting on the wall, he said that he got, uh, uh, Cyrus got the, the scientists and they moved the river Euphrates around and that was the weak point and Babylon fell and is falling 
But there was a queen in the palace that wasn't at the party. We've read the handwriting on the wall. The wigged one has come. The supreme judge is here. Judgment is falling and yet they're parting. But let's get shut in with God. Let's realize who has indeed set us free tonight. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, just a simple little thought tonight. Try and help your people, your children, your blood-bought sons and daughters of God. To let them know, Lord, there was Satan was there to ensnare their lives. But they are indeed the elect chosen of God. We were trapped in it. But Lord, you loosed us from the fowler. And we give you praise and glory for it, Father. So Lord, I just pray that as the hours and minutes tick by, that there would be an urgency, a watchfulness. For the hour is indeed upon us. I just pray, Lord, that you will awaken our hearts to a deeper consecration, dedication, life in Christ, devotion, where we read our Bibles more and listen to more of your prophet, Lord. Open our ears, open our eyes, stimulate us, Lord. Give us revelation. And let the word of God become paramount and preeminent within all of our lives. Go with your children now. May they go refreshed in the presence of God. In Jesus' name, amen. There are two roads. And one last song before we go. There are two roads that you may take. One by side and one by faith. Take the word of God. Amen. For what you see, that's what I Oh, set your wings to the winds of
God bless you, saints of God. Give you a great week. Lord willing, on Sunday, Brother Tim Dodd will give us a, a little bit of a mission report. Most importantly, a word report. So God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.